Good afternoon and welcome back to Business Shakers here on DRN1. So excited to have you back and to continue our series about Are You Being Seen? My name is Bronwyn Lundestead and I will be bringing you the BS in business that no one tells you about. So back to our topic, Are You Being Seen? Yes, you've decided to venture into the world of owning your own business. You have your website and you have either paid someone to do it or you have actually done it yourself. And I mean, hours of labor has gone into that and your doors are now open and crickets, chirping, more crickets. Where are your customers? First thoughts are in, that go into your head is, was this a very bad idea? Have you picked the wrong business? Are you not passionate enough and are you not doing enough? Are you not putting enough effort into your business? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the answer is simple. You are simply put, not being seen. Well, how are people going to actually know if you, they don't know about you? How are they going to see you if they can't see you? Think about it. How are you going to thrive if you remain the world's best kept secret. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, if this is your marketing plan and it is working for you, that is great. But for the majority, my dear friends, you need to be seen. If you have any questions or comments today, head to our Facebook page at DRN1Live and send us a message. We would love to hear from you. So hi to all those out in live. So today, my very special guest will dive into what may seem like a repetitive word and not have much value. After all, not many of us actually understand this topic because our focus is more on what we do and what we sell and not on the very large universe that dives deep behind the screen. Yes, I am talking about SEO and the value of your website. What makes this so valuable for your business and the secret to being seen? I have Reem from the SEO room. This brief conversation will definitely have you rethinking your website. And your SEO, because my friends, this queen knows her stuff. Don't stress. We are keeping the language simple so we can all understand. Welcome, Reem, and thank you for joining us on Business Shakers. Thank you, Bronwyn. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be talking about SEO today. That's, that's great. Now, because I have to say that SEO, everybody gets the cold calls. We were talking about this earlier before we started, the cold calls coming through with the SEO. And, and people hear it and they shut down. Is this a common thing that you've seen in your field? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really um, unusual that an SEO person would cold call. I mean, <laughs> shouldn't their SEO be working for them and bringing them business? So... Um, totally against cold calling, um, for especially for SEO people and, and, and digital marketing people in general. Yes. Uh, this is not the right thing to do. And every time we mention the bad word SEO, everybody says, well, I've had 10 calls this week. And it's funny because I get these calls as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so coming back so that everybody can actually know, Reem, who are you? So I am uh, the founder of the SEO room and I've started my journey with my business just around five years ago, um, I've been in uh, IT, so I've studied IT, I've studied uh, marketing and international business, and I used to teach business at some point, and I used to teach IT at some point as well in my life. I came from a family, a whole line of family of business owners, so I grew up around conversations of business and um, big decision making ever, ever since I understood, you know, I could talk or walk. Yeah. <laughs> so I was with my parents. My parents were um, really successful entrepreneurs. And um, 
they used to take me to their own business and I, I used to hear a lot around business talks and marketing and what should they do next and what sort of products should they introduce to the market. So it feels like it's in my blood. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. If you've got a family line of it, it's definitely well and truly it's there. Mm. And um, it's always been a dream of mine uh, ever since I was little, like um, to start my, my own business. Obviously, I didn't know what it was. Um, and, and as I went into marketing, I decided to start a really risky business, diving into <laughs> a bloody ocean of all the marketing people out there. Yep. But it's um, doing it my way, I guess, doing it in my way. So you said this was a dream of yours as a child. Why would you want to start your own business? Um, I'm a person that has a big vision and I like to dream and I like to help as many people that I could in my own terms and in my own way. Um, I think there's a lot of BS around marketing as well. <laughs> and what I like to do is uh, bring, uh, I guess, all that BS out of, the marketing yep. and uh, bring the marketing mojo back and empower clients and business owners to lead the way. So I feel like if I impact one person, they'll make an impact on other people. And, and that just, you know, it draws into a bigger circle of impacting people directly. So I decided to be my business owner rather than be an employee because I felt I can make a bigger impact. Yeah. So because you have a training background, behind you you're actually able to communicate to people what it is that you do and the value of what you've got to offer yeah definitely the training part um, gave me a lot of confidence I remember the first time standing in, in a room of 30 people I was freaking out I didn't know <laughs> if I was saying the right thing um, definitely gave me a lot of confidence to stand in front of people because you sort of like have this imposter syndrome when you're in business. You're like, am I good enough? Uh, why should people listen to me? And then just having, I think I had that advantage of people actually did listen to me before I went into business, which was really good. Um, it gave me that practice and confidence to go and put my voice out there. Yeah. So is it difficult speaking to people or large groups of people? Is, is it difficult for me or for anyone? <laughs> I would say for you, coming from your side. Um, I think it, it, it was a journey. So it, it, was, it wasn't easy at the beginning. Um, you still get your nerves when we first, like I did a presentation on Friday and just before the presentation, you're thinking, oh, my God, what's <laughs> going to happen? But you've got to trust yourself and go in because I know I've got the knowledge. I know I've got, you know, I can make an impact for the people that I'm speaking to. It's just about gaining that confidence and just doing it. Sometimes you just have to throw yourself and, and do it and swim. <laughs> so how have you gone with the swimming? It's been good. <laughs> it's been good. I have to be honest. It's, it's, it's not always... Um, positive you get your you know your negative um you know encounters as well and this is where I feel like it's failing forward so you've got to think about what sort of lessons you're learning out of some of I don't like to call them failures um but I've heard that phrase um somewhere saying failing forward which I really liked it's about thinking how you shake yourself up and pick yourself up and and move forward because if you're not failing you're not really learning if you don't make mistakes you're not really learning and I've made my share <laughs> of mistakes during business in the last five years, yep. which um, have, it's taken me some time to really own them and really be proud of them. 
Okay. Yeah. So what has been the most useful tool on your journey so far? Um, it's mostly what I rely on is self-development. So I've discovered this. Um, a lot of us go into business, we know the technical parts. We know um, what we're doing technically. But it's more about growing yourself as a person. The more you grow yourself as a person, the more you can deliver to your business and the more that positions you as a leader in business rather than an operator. Because ultimately what you want to do, you want to be your business leader. Even if you're a, a solopreneur, you want to think like a leader and think how you're going to lead this business moving forward and think about growth. And to be able to think about growth, to think 10 steps ahead or 100 steps ahead, you really got to expand your mind. And to expand your mind, it goes through self-development. So I love that. I love that my self-development has gone like 100 times more than when I was in a job. Um, Now I'm forced to do that, but I love doing it. So it's really good. Uh, So we will be back after this short break to learn more about the SEO room. Welcome back to Business Shakers and I'm here with Reem Kuba from the SEO Room. We are having you be seen. So we want to learn more about the SEO Room. What is the SEO Room? So the SEO Room is a digital marketing agency that focuses on uh, building marketing strategies for SMBs, small medium businesses. And we do specialize in web design and search engine optimization. So search engine optimization, this this is a, a big word that everyone seems to glaze over and go, yes, yes, I know I need to do that. Is it a guarantee you are going to be on page one of Google if you have SEO done? So it's not a one plus one equals two. <laughs> it's more of um, there's a number of elements that you do have. I'll, I'll just go a step back and explain what search engine optimization mm-hmm. just for the listeners who um, might not be very familiar with it. So basically it is optimizing your website to appear on search engines. And the most popular search engine we have at the moment is Google, but other search engines like Yahoo, Bing, and, and um, whatever search engine that you can think of this is what we help businesses optimize their website because a lot of people go into business and build a website and they think naturally it will appear on Google searches, Mm -hmm. but that's not the case. So you've got to do some technical things and other things for it to appear. And, um, and like I said, it's not one plus one equals two. There's uh, over 200 factors for Google that you need to do to help you rank. And it all depends on what's going on in your competition and the environment and the the industry you're in. Um, So it's different from one business to another, really. Okay, so there's a lot more to it than going, I've made a website and I've just put it out there, bought the domain, and now people are going to come to me. There's a lot more to it than just doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what makes a great website? A, A great website is a website that is designed for your customer's journey. A lot of people might go and design a website because they like certain colors or they like to display something about their business. But really, your website is about your customers. And it's not just about your customers' demographics, You've like your their age, you know, what they like. And uh, you've got to think beyond, be beyond the demographics and the psychographics. You've got to think about what's their journey, what is going on in their head before they go and search for your product or your service. So when going into business, why did you choose SEO and websites over other forms of marketing? 
basically websites, uh, your website is the hub of your business. So it's your shop front. And we do work with a lot of businesses that actually don't have a physical location. Um, and this is a, a trend that's been going on lately. You know, some businesses, some businesses are fortunate enough to have a um, business location, but other businesses don't need the location. A lot of them are online businesses. So your website is actually your business. Is This is what I tell everyone. Your website is your number one business asset because it's the one that should be bringing you business. It's not there to just be there, you know, on the internet. It's there to actually attract traffic and bring quality traffic to your website and convert them into customers and then make them loyal customers. Do you find that there's a lot of people actually moving to the online sector to actually having their business online as opposed to brick and mortar business? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen that trend, especially when COVID hit. Um, a lot of businesses went out of business or they couldn't pay for their leases or they had a, n- a number of, you know, it, just the market has been changing. It's not just because of COVID. It's been changing for the past 10 years, okay. to be honest. It's just the, um, uh, you know, a, a flipping point that hap- happened with COVID that more and more businesses went online and they discovered like the brick and mortar discovered, oh, wait a minute, I don't have any online presence. How are my customers going to find me when I'm in lockdown? So it is really, really more vital than ever now to have a really strong online presence. And you've got to think about what's the hub? Where is my hub? Where is actually my business? It is my website. Yep. So you'll find that it, it opens up your client base. It opens up more opportunity to actually sell your products if you have a decent hub, as you say, online. Absolutely, because if we think about a brick and mortar and um, we're just in down in Mount Lawley, how many cars pass by? Like if you give me a number, like, I don't know, a thousand and an hour, yep. <laughs> probably, um, you have you could have a million an hour passing okay. by, you know, online traffic because everyone is online. Yes. Yeah. And um, a lot of people ask me why Google, you know, I say, and this is based on statistics more than, and I'm being here very um, conservative with that number, more than 70%, and I'm very sure it's more more than the 70% of people start with a Google search before they search for a product or service. Okay. Before, go, before doing anything else, they actually go in. So that's 70% of population if you if you're concentrating on Australia population that's 70% of that population will be going into Google and searching and if you're not there on the first page you're missing out on that 70% of traffic is it vital to actually be on the first page to guarantee work it is very vital because um, again another statistic is probably more than 75% will not go beyond the first page. Okay. Um, I do. I'm one of those people that go to page two and three and four just because it's my line of work to see who's out there. Um, But a lot of people, it will just stick to page one and see who are the businesses out there. Say if they're looking for a plumber in a certain area, they'll search, they'll do, you know, plumber in Mount Lowly, and then they will look who is on the first page, who can I contact, and they look at, and usually it's the top three results, but yep. we say it's, you know, it, 
it's it's you don't have to be on the top three results to get business. You do actually get business by being on the first page. Yeah, but being on the first page, I know from my own searches when I go on there, it is dominated mostly by paid sponsored ads. Um, does that affect your your ratings or your rankings in Google? So paid ads, um, this is the reality. This is how Google operates and gets money. It's from paid ads and it's pushing more and more ads. But when we're talking about ads, we're talking about um, bidding for a keyword or a yep. spot to be there. Yep. So what usually happens is you, you bid for a keyword, you either appear or don't appear, depends on how much money you're paying and you're pumping that money all the time. Once you stop paying that money, you're out of the game. Okay. Where SEO is more organic, it's more about making your website visible for more sustainable time. Yep. Um, usually, you know, you shouldn't go, you might go down and up with, with your ranking, Um. But the idea is to keep you there for a longer time without paying for ads. All right. So SEO is more of an organic reach and more of a guaranteed position long term over a paid ad, which can come and go. Yes, I would agree to 99% for that, but I can't say guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed when it comes to SEO because there are many factors. One of the factors is Google's algorithms Mm -hmm. and they change a lot. Um, uh, Sometimes you don't notice this change, which is fortunate for us, and other times they roll out algorithms which move you um, way down the list. Uh, and then there is your competition. What is your competitor doing to be on page one? If they're doing a better job than you, then you're probably moving out of that first page. And then there's the market. So there's three factors. And, and when I talk about the market, and, and sorry to bring that word again, yeah, the yeah. COVID word, I mean, this this was a really unpredictable thing. So you never know what's going to happen with the market. You might have a recession. You might have an explosion where people want your services. Yep. Um, so it's it's really not in our hands, but we do our best to keep you there, and and we do a lot of market research, and this is really essential, doing a lot of market research, so we can forecast what really will get you up there on page one. Okay, so a question, myths. Considering we're all about myths, what is a BS myth that you've come across with your industry SEO and websites? Um, the biggest myth, I think, they say build it and they will come. Yep. They won't. <laughs> so if you just build a website, and I, and I, I just want to make it more general. If you just build a business and expect people to come from day one, they won't. So I say build your people first. Build you know, your marketing plan. Have yourself prepared. I see a lot. I, I meet a lot of clients that come to me and they've launched their website six months, sometimes a year down the line. They say, we have no traffic. We're not getting the sales. I've invested so much money into this business. I've bought products. I've got stock. What do I do now? I'm like, what is your marketing plan? Everybody goes silent. <laughs> and um, so it's, I think it's a big myth that building and people will come. This is in my opinion. I think you really have to think about how will people come. Yep. How are you being seen? Yeah, exactly. So with, uh, with what you do in the industry that you're in, um, do you find that there is a common trap that people fi- fall into when they get to you saying that they've spent all this money? What, what is that? How are they doing that? So I think... Um, one of the things that I like to do is empower clients and I, I do encourage them to empower themselves. 
Now, when you go into the decision of hiring any marketing personnel um, or outsource your marketing somewhere, you've got to have the power and the ball in your hand. Don't give the ball to anyone. Mm-hmm. It should be with you. I don't expect people to understand the technical part of any, any marketing, like if it's whether Facebook or SEO or whatever channel they're going into, but they should be able to measure the results. And I would encourage everyone, if they're going into SEO or into web design, is to ask questions. There are no stupid questions. There are no silly questions. Ask all your questions. And the person that you've hired should should answer these questions. And no one will think that you're silly or you don't have enough knowledge because you shouldn't have enough knowledge. You'll get the knowledge by asking the right questions. So you've got to think about your business goals. Every business owner has some business goals. And usually they have like a, some sort of financial number in their mind that they want to achieve. So you ask the, per, the marketing person in front of you, how can you or how can SEO help me achieve that marketing goal or that financial goal for me to move my business forward? Because by the end of the day, when you hire marketing people, you really want to get the results and you really want to, you know, you want to get your return on investment. You're not spending the money for the fun of spending money. Yep. Um, you want to get that money back, break even, and then start making profit after that. True. So um, totally, take, take control. <laughs> Brilliant. So we will be back after the short break to learn more about imposter syndrome and how marketing works with that. Welcome back to Business Shakers, where I'm speaking with Reem Kuba from the SEO Room. All right, so we're coming back into this segment. We want to know more about mindset and how imposter syndrome and marketing can actually come together. Seems a bit of an odd one, but we're going to actually ask about this imposter syndrome. What what is that? Um, it's. I think every business owner has it, even if they don't want to admit it. Um, I do have it every now and then, probably less over time. And it's about training yourself to actually own what you have and own your knowledge and being able to share it without feeling guilty. Am I good enough? Am I, you know, are people going to listen to me? There's always value in whatever you have to say, even if it's something like today we're talking about SEO. I mean, thousands and millions of people do SEO and, Mm -hmm. and have their own companies, but it doesn't mean that should stop me from talking about it because I've got my own perspective on it and um, same with any other business. So I, I think it's just about empowering yourself and owning what you have to say and really digging down deep into what are your values and um, what do you stand for? What is your um, unique points or unique selling points, if you want to say them in, in, in a marketing jargon? And then believe in yourself and jump. It's not going to be perfect the first time, mm-hmm. You've, you, you know, but you still have the chance to correct and, and your message and, and alter what you have to say um, to really align with your values and with your customers and what they're looking for. So... It's not something you can escape, yep. the imposter syndrome, but it's something that you can learn to work around it. Okay, so with the marketing side of things, coming into that imposter syndrome, how do you, how do you promote your business with that sense of, of 
uh, I'm not going to say guilt because that's not the right word here to actually use, but that, that feeling that you don't know or you do know, but you're not too sure if people are going to actually listen. How do you work around that with your marketing? So one of the main exercises that I like to do on myself and with my clients is think about what is the uniqueness in business? Because no business is unique anymore. Like it probably really, really small percentage if you're not, I don't know, Apple <laughs> creating a new product and then Apple also have their own competition. So it's um, your products and services are just a repeat, but it's about what is unique about you. And um, when we're talking about small to medium businesses, it's usually the business owner. What, what sort of unique perspective are you adding to the market with this product or service? So if you're selling a coffee cup, how is that coffee cup different from every other coffee cup out there? And I do mention coffee because I'm a big coffee lover. <laughs> and I do notice these things, the differences between, you know, one coffee cup from another. It's all about the, the, the uniqueness of the business, the personality, what sort of, um, uh, what are you bringing into the market rather than, it's not about the product or the service anymore. It's more about the feeling behind that product and service and the experience behind that product and service. Customers are looking for experience. They're looking for a journey. So you've got to think about what sort of journey you want to take them on rather think about, I'm going to sell this product. Okay. So you were saying earlier about self-development. Have you found that self-development has actually helped you in business to be able to understand that journey? Absolutely. I mean, self-development is part of, it's been part of my business journey and it's, it's, it's a non-stop thing um, because as you, there's two types of self-development. So for me personally, I do the technical part, which I have to always update myself with my own, you know, the web design and SEO. This is inevitable. Um, And the other part is me as a person, how am I going to develop and into the business world and and it's not just about developing your business knowledge but it's actually developing your mind how your mind works how you think about things um, how your mind is operating because a lot of that we have a lot of limiting beliefs that go into business that actually makes us stop or slow down because we think that we can't move forward where we actually have all the tools in the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) to move forward, but it's probably our mind stopping us from taking the next step and the next leap. So um, I found that personal development and being around business coaches and mentors has really helped me and shaped me into moving forward and having accountability as well in business. That's really important. Have you had, because uh, you just mentioned business coaches and mentors, do you find that getting access to someone who is really good at what they're doing um, easy enough or is it quite difficult? Um, with business coaches, I've found it, it's, for me personally, I like to pick a coach that aligns with me personally. I have a, a strong personal connection with them. Um, uh, I see a lot of business coaches and they're very well known they have amazing knowledge, but it's when you get to pick somebody who's going to be by your side and you're sharing a lot of the background and behind the scenes of your business, you've got to really connect with that person. They sort of become your friend as well. So, um, but your friend that, you know, is holding you accountable. (laughs) How do you let go of that, that sense of ownership? Because you're actually telling somebody else, 
the problems or the issues that you have in your your business, you're actually allowing somebody else to know those guilt thoughts or those imposter syndrome thoughts. How do you let go of all of that? Um, this is where you you have that relationship with that person and and you be trusting. And when you said you, you tell them a lot of your problems, I found that a lot of the problems that I think I used to have are just symptoms. They're not the actual problem. And this is where you have a third, you know, a second or a third eye, somebody looking at you from a totally different angle and they discover, oh, the problem is way beyond this. This is just the surface. This is just the symptom um, of that problem. So how do people actually learn from you uh, going into business? How, how does somebody learn from you and what you do and what you have to offer? Um, so are we talking specifically about SEO or as an operator in business? I would say or? as an operator in business. So SEO would be something very different that you can actually, yeah. well, you do already uh, speak about. But how does somebody come in and learn from you as a business owner to run their own business? Um, I think, you know, I didn't start with having a, a huge or large following or, you know, a lot of networks. I think, if anything, I, I took the biggest risk of my life by leaving you know successful jobs like my husband and I both left our successful jobs and and salaries behind and we moved to a completely different country and city that we've never been to which is Perth that was around just uh, you know over four years ago and I literally started building my network from nothing so um I think that says a lot for a, uh, for the people who've been living here forever. Like, if I can do it, you can definitely do it. You've just got to have the vision and believe in yourself and have people support you and then um, go and lead your way into business. But no one can drag you to business, really. It has to come internally. It's an internal decision. So when I took that decision to be into business, it's a decision with its, you know, the the good, the good and the bad. You you're in there for everything. Yep. Um, I know I'm gonna make mistakes. I know I'm gonna have probably positive feedback and negative feedback. I've I've just got to, to take it all in and keep moving and keep um, going through that journey because I believe in it. I love it. So, another advice probably I would give for somebody who's thinking about starting their business, start something that you're passionate about, not for the sake of money, because money is not a motivator. I mean, it could be for a few months and after that you'll feel bored. So go into something that you're really passionate about. And marketing is something I'm really, really passionate about. I can talk about it nonstop. So how do you build your network? You said you started from scratch. How did you start all of that? Um, it's probably going to, um, at the beginning of, of course, I, I love face-to-face meetings. So I, I used to go to a lot of networking events and then, um, I, I liked some, I hated some, and then I decided to start my own networking group. So that really, and, and it was going on, I think for about three and a half years. And, and that really grew my network because I started doing, things like in in networking events and and doing it on my own terms and getting people in and there was a lot of value for people so that I've probably got my name out there a little faster than me just attending networking events um and then the online presence of course I, I I go by um 
I say tagline shine online. I like to shine online. Yeah. So of course it's it's not the one channel when it comes to building your network. Build your network face to face, build your network online and really build your network of how you like to do it. Like don't do it because everyone's doing it. Um, and this is a question I keep asking myself, like, am I doing this because I want to do it or am I doing it because the crowd is doing it? So you've got to, I like to have that authentic part. So I do it authentically. That's yeah. a very, very good question to actually be asking yourself. I think it's great. I've never heard it. It's great. <laughs> so you were saying the decision about actually committing to something. What is that mindset that a business owner or an entrepreneur starting a business should actually, in your opinion, have? Um... The business, the mindset of uh, consistency and persistence. So you need to keep going forward no matter what. And this one thing I'm going to guarantee for every business owner is you're going to fall. And you're going to fall hard, really hard. And you're going to have some bruises. And that's okay because we've all had them. And I know I will have more bruises coming forward. Because if you want to grow, you've got to have that growing pain. It doesn't come without pain. And and like they say, no pain, no gain. So I think what eased me off is expecting that pain. Like go into business expecting it will be painful, Mm -hmm. but it will not be painful 100% of the time. And you'll learn the techniques to reduce that pain, to reduce risks, to um, do your own research that you... Risks will always be there, but it's about taking, you know, what are you going to do with these risks? Sometimes you go around and, 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 and do like plan B and plan C, and sometimes you decide, you know what, I'm going to go into this, and that risk is there, and, and sometimes I ignore that risk because it's out of my hand. So um, there's a lot of things that you do have control over, and there are a lot of things that you don't have control over, and then just letting go. So that's coming back to the failing forward that you were mentioning earlier in the segment. Absolutely, yes, yeah. Brilliant. We will be back after the short break on how to get the most out of the SEO for your website so that you can shine online, as Reem says. Welcome back to Business Shakers and I'm speaking with Reem Kuba from the SEO room. We want to know how to get the most out of your SEO and your websites that your business can excel and you can shine online. I am using Reem's slogan there. It is, it, is, it is your slogan, isn't it? Yeah, I say that a lot. Yes, she does. So we were going to use it because we want everyone to actually know that if you're going to shine online, you want to be thinking of the SEO room. Okay, so what is the best type of website to use? to use for your business? Um, I've got favorites. So there's so many platforms out there. My favorite would be WordPress. Mm-hmm. Um, you can customize so much in it. And then if you're more of product-based businesses, then you can still, like an e-com um, store, you can still use WordPress and then you integrate uh, WooCommerce into it. That's uh, that's a, a one option, mm-hmm. and then another option that I do like to use is Shopify. Yeah, doing with with SEO. What makes it so important for a web- website? Why do you actually need it? Um, as we mentioned earlier in the segment, is by just building a website, 
the ideas for people to find you online and how they can find they can find you in multiple ways you either run ads or you do you know you share your website some you know on on facebook groups or whatever you do um seo is just one part of it is helping you to appear when people are actually warm Mm -hmm. or hot and they're searching for information about a product or a service so they're going into google search and they're looking for what's the best radio station in perth for example (laughs) and then they're finding that radio station or they're looking for a business um a blog or they're looking for a um what is the latest product I've bought? Oh, cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy cupcakes. So, you know, they go into Google and see, uh, you know, where they can find these items. I'm not saying everybody in the world, but probably uh, based on statistics, more than 70% of people will go and do that search. And we want to make sure that your company is out there in there um, so they can click on your website and then be impressed by your website. It's not just the idea of being on the first page. You've got to take them through a really good journey yep. and then they can purchase your product or service or, you know, book in an, an appointment with you or submit an inquiry to your website. So these are what, what we call them conversions. So with the journey and taking somebody onto a journey, what makes a, a great website? How do you, how do you do that? So what makes a great website is a lot of planning before actually designing it. It's understanding your customers and customer personas, understanding who they are, what are they thinking about, what, where are they going when they're looking for your product or service, where are they searching, what sort of um, search keywords they're putting in, into Google. And you've got to think about beyond keywords, and this is a really favorite one of mine, is the search intent. So we divide customers into different segments. So sometimes they're in the information stage where they're searching for information. So they're searching, you know, um, certain information if they want to buy a car, like what what is a... um, what are the specifications of that car? So they're looking for information. And sometimes they're looking to compare things so they'll put in search intents of you know do i buy a a macbook or do i buy a you know a a windows uh, an hp or a laptop so that's a comparison okay so again they're they're looking for information but more of a comparison side side of things and then you've got your transactional they're, they're ready to buy so if somebody searches you know cafe near me 99% 99% of the time, they'll actually go and to the cafe and, and go and have a coffee. Um, so it's more of, you know, I, I want to buy the product right now. So when you design a website, we've got to think about all of these journeys okay, so for your certain customer. So it's really understanding your customer, your market, and basically their psychology. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what sort of journey you want to take them on. Um, and you really want to cover all the journeys that the customer goes through. This is ideal um, for you to have more chances to appear in searches. So how do you get onto page one? Okay, great question. How do you get on page one? One of the first things is you've got to have your website designed correctly. Um, there are two elements to being on page one. One, one, of the th- one of the things is you design a website according to Google's guidelines, okay? And Google is not like a bunch of people sitting behind screens looking if your website is good or not. It's actually robots. <laughs> so they've been programmed to look at certain things. So you've got to make sure you satisfy Google 
but don't forget to satisfy your customer. So it's a design for customer. Design for customer first, and then look at for what Google is looking for. Because what Google is looking for is more of technical, nitty-gritty, you go to the back end of the website and do a number of things um, for it to be searchable by Google bots and to be crawled. Um, this is what we call that, you know, when a website to be crawled and indexed by Google properly, it needs to have certain elements in the website for it to see it. Yeah. And how do you know that? How do we know that? We um, There's a number of things that you can do. So do you want to get more into the technical part or one of the things, I'll give you an easy thing for listeners. Yep. Um, your website speed. Okay. So your website speed satisfies two people. Uh, no one wants to wait for a website to load and no one does yep. these days. And then it's one of Google's guidelines is to have a good speed. It actually gives you a tool, a really fr a free tool called, uh, called um, Google um, Speed Page Insights. And then you, if you just Google that and you click on it and you can test your website speed straight away for free. And it shows you, and it's like a traffic light system. So it, you either in the red zone, that means you're failing, your speed is really slow. You're in the orange, you're kind of okay, that's fine. And then you're in the green, you're super fast. So... This is one of the guidelines for Google because Google discovered that people don't want to wait for websites to load. So one of the one of the first things we look at is how you know um, fast is your website. So that's just one factor, and there's over two hundred factors. Wow, that's quite a bit to be looking at. Yeah. <laughs> so a person who's doing their own websites, going on to the the simple websites to actually do their own website complete novice how do they know that they're actually doing the right thing for their own website I think you've got to think about um, this is such a broad question because it depends on what sort of platform they're using but again I think if it's somebody doesn't understand a lot about business and is, is uh, I mean about websites is probably think about your customers first and design something that will make your customers come to you. And um, SEO, I mean, you can learn it online. I mean, not, there's nothing that you can't learn or YouTube these days. Uh, it depends how much time you want to spend learning about SEO, to whether to DIY it yourself or get somebody else to do it. But I would encourage, even if you're hiring somebody to actually do your own search engine optimization, is to learn a little bit about it so you can measure it. Yeah. What should people be looking for when they're hiring somebody like yourself to do the SEO? They should be looking at what sort of deliverables you'll give me. Um, I was having a chat at a networking event the other day and somebody said, you're a, ma a magician. So your work is, is magic. People don't see it. And I said, well, actually, some of the work they can't see. Yeah. But, uh, you know, most of the work should be seen. So um, one of the major things we do for SEO is build content. So content marketing and building content usually just goes into your other your website pages. We optimize them or goes into your blog section. So one of the packages that we do is continuous blogging for your business because we've done the research and we've discovered that your customers are looking for certain information. So these things that people can measure, like they can see by the end of the month, have I done a blog for them or not, you know? And then they can go if, you know, if I teach them a little bit of the back end. Another thing they can do is that's really important to measure is your Google Analytics and Google Search Console. So they can 
I think most people can read a graph and see if the graph is going up or going down and what's happening and read numbers. So um, these are the things that they can measure and they ask about measurements, like what what is your expected, you know, what can you do for me? What is the goal that you can achieve for me to um, bring my business forward and be on number one page, uh, I mean, on Google? Yeah. yeah. So getting to you to actually do the website and the SEO and actually do the marketing for them, what benefits does somebody have of doing that for their business? Huge benefits. It's it's a, We're talking today about being visible and visibility. And um, I just want to circle around building relationships we've mentioned earlier. And building relationships is so important. But, you know, building relationships, if, if we're talking about 20 years ago in business, it's probably more on one-to-one. Now you have the ability to talk one-to-many. And yep. we're talking one-to-thousands, one-to-millions. And you can do that on your website. You can actually display your personality. You can add value to your customers. You can provide them with the information that they're looking for all on your website. So building that customer relationship online and being credible, giving you authority in business when you're talking about a certain niche in business. So all of that shows you as an authority and then shows you as, and builds a, you know builds that channel of communication with your customers so customers can buy from you. Okay, so it, it is all coming down to shining online and making sure that you are seen the right way. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And like I said, most 70, more than 70% of customers will search on Google to find a product or service they're looking for. So it's about putting you there where um, customers are searching. What is one key bit of advice you've got for our listeners about running their own business? Uh, trust your intuition, <laughs> go for it, and a lot of self-development. And if you go go into business that you're passionate about, and if you're already in business, do trust your intuition because your intuition is the true voice of, um, you know, of you, of, of what you want to achieve. So you've got to tune in into yourself and listen into um, what you ha- what you want to give to the world. And as far as being seen is concerned, what do you have to say about that to our audience? Um, get yourself out there. Talk to people. A lot of marketing people do offer free advice. So I would take advantage of that and talk to people and, and get the conversation happening and educate yourself around that. So for you, make an educated decision when it comes to business. So, so it's all about empowering yourself with knowledge and talking to people about it. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of value to add. So take advantage of that value. How are people able to get hold of you at the SEO Room? So they can either find us on our website, seoroom.com.au, or on um, our Facebook page, the SEO Room Perth. And we're on Instagram or, you know, um, yeah, mostly (laughs) this is where we are. (laughs) The best way is to go to our website and submit an inquiry. Yeah. Perfect. So if you have any questions or want to know more about the SEO room, do give Reem a call. Thank you, Reem, so much for joining us today. The time has just flown by again and sharing your valuable knowledge with our audience. Thank you so much for having me, Bronwyn. We will have more information about the SEO room on our social media. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on Facebook, DRN1Live, on Instagram, and you will find us on LinkedIn and TikTok and YouTube. Thank you for joining us at Business Shakers, where we will shake the BS of business that no one tells you about. 
My name is Bronwyn Lundersted. Stay dedicated because great things take time.